Let's get right to Matthew Johnson, president owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, to talk about the bigger picture. Matthew, thanks for being here. So your thoughts on, obviously, we've got two prints, CPI and PPI, and we've had a lot of volatility. The VIX here uh, right now, 26.92, so not too much nervousness at this moment. Your thoughts? Thanks for having me on again, Nicole. Yeah, it, yesterday was such a big sell-off that it seems as though right now we're just trying to distill and kind of ruminate on what happened. It was uh, really a shock. I know that there was so much anticipation that with everything that the Federal Reserve has done in trying to combat this inflation and raise interest rates, that we just had to see a lower number, right? But we didn't. And that was a big shock. And I think that even the markets last week reflected that there was so much optimism that we were going to start to see maybe a bit of a pivot, maybe a bit of a softening with the tone of of the hawkish nature of the Fed, and yet it just didn't happen. And we've got to ask ourselves, why is this? Well, I, I think that there's a number of different factors. People still have money that they are spending, that they're using out of savings because things are costing more. And we still have kind of the tailwinds of a pretty strong economy. So these things aren't going to happen overnight. They're not going to revert overnight. There's going to continue to be this battle between the Feds trying to do what they need to do to offset the inflation and what the real numbers and what the real economics of our of our nation are doing. Right. At this point now, um, the Fed funds futures, right, we're betting on obviously three meetings. Are you thinking 75 basis points and then what after that? Yeah, I, I see absolutely no option. They're going to do 75 basis points is my hunch. Uh, I think that they're going to do at least one, maybe even two more rate increases after that. I don't think that they're going to get hawkish enough to do 1%. But the 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 thing of about the interest rate increases that is so very frustrating is I know that in today's world, bad news is music to their ears. Bad news is good news. So when they're raising the interest rates, they're economically thrashing the economy. And they're doing it because they're not dealing with the actual problem, they're dealing with the symptom of the problem. So the supply chain issue is really the issue. It's not that we're a bunch of filthy spenders, it's just that we have less supply than we've had in times past. And so if they can push that demand down, if they can make it more painful to borrow money, well, then maybe we'll spend less. And as a result, that's what made it such a shock when we continued to see the inflation go up because we look around and we see our neighbors spending less. Uh, I, I just spoke with a couple today. This is so real. 71 years of age, 75 years of age. Their portfolios uh, that they've been trying to manage themselves is down by 33%. They need income and they have RMDs to boot on top of this. And they have no dividends. They have no income. They're having to sell shares to get income. This is affecting real Americans. So I really wish the government would do more to look at the infrastructure, the supply chain issues, and do something about it instead of just allowing interest rates to go up and try to treat the symptoms. Tell me about the, how, you know, and I think these are great, you know, I like that you tell me these kinds of stories. They provide color and of what is the reality uh, of what's going on right now. Does this happen in cycles? And that's something you were focusing on. Tell me a little bit about market behavior. Mm -hmm. Well, you've, you've got the, the knee-jerk reaction 
which we can see yesterday was certainly a knee-jerk reaction. We know that uh, we have had now, I believe it's five, maybe this might even be the sixth time where we've seen these little rallies where optimism starts to take over. Now, I'm an optimistic guy. Optimism is a wonderful character quality for people to have, but we have to go back to the fundamentals. We didn't get to this inflationary environment overnight. It's not going to fix itself overnight. The Federal Reserve is going to be in a very delicate balance of raising interest rates without creating just a sheer cliff that we're going to be falling off. So when it comes to your money, when it comes to investing, we have to be very, very cautious to be judicious in what we're investing in. We have to look at what is the objective? What are we after? If, if we're in our 30s and 40s, man, it is a time to buy. Buy these dips, buy the panic, buy your reactions. But if you're in the distribution stage of your life, you've got to do something. I think my industry in general has let a lot of people down because we're so focused on growth and, well, it'll come back without looking at the fundamentals. This is economics. And economics are going to go from from times of deflation to times of inflation. We're going to have businesses of yeah. return and growth, right? We have to know these things and we have to advise our clients in the correct way. So when you're telling them to buy, uh, you know, now if they have a long-term outlook, right? Younger folks, for example, what would you say maybe to go for it or maybe on the other side of the coin, forget it? Oh, not at all. If we're dealing with a younger person that's got, you know, say 20, 30 years to retirement, absolutely make certain dollar cost average, make certain that you're putting money into broad indexes, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000, very diversified. Index funds are very low on that particular index. And so you want to be, you want to absolutely be buying in right now. And if you're dollar cost averaging, that's one of the most magical things that we can do mathematically for ourselves, right? The problem is, is that you're within five years of retirement and you're looking for the proverbial soft landing, right? You want to go from the accumulation stage of your life to the distribution stage. If you continue to hold on to those old growth type investments, well, guess what? You're going to get what you've always gotten. You're going to get potential growth. You're going to get potential loss, but you're not going to get any income. So you've got to be able to make that transition from growth-based investments to income-based investments in order to be able to get that money that you've worked so hard to save to produce income so that you can supplement Social Security and a pension and everything else in these high-cost environment times that we're living in. Yeah. Matthew, thank you so much. Matthew Johnson, Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Thank you. Thank you.